This is a HeadGum Original. Oh my God, yes, 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 yes. It is going down. People of Earth, I am Yasser Lester, and he is... I'm Isaiah Lester. And we are here as your host for a brand new podcast called History of Heat, powered by StockX, where we will be covering all of the major cultural tent poles that we ourselves, that you listeners at home, uh, have been thinking about, have been interacting with, and hopefully have been purchasing. Uh, much like me and Isaiah, uh, we are sneakerheads. We are collectible heads. We are watch heads. We are art heads. Art heads. Whoa. Art heads. Are, are we video game heads, Isaiah? Yeah. Did we, who's the bigger video game head? I play more than you do. Yeah. But it's like, it's not like in a Call of Duty way. It's like, <laughs> I want to pretend to be LeBron James. That's my, it's, oh, I'm just pretending to be. Okay. some athlete yeah yeah you know? okay um this this podcast uh is dealing specifically with the uh the the concept the the beliefs the philosophies of heat you know uh in each one of these cultural temples that we just mentioned what is what is heat isaiah how would you define heat he is you know in a weird way he is what is cool you know what i mean yeah it's, it's just the things that are on the internet that people are just buying up and the reasons why it happens, like, this is crazy, but, like, Meghan Markle um, wore a mask that she bought on Amazon, and it's sold out everywhere for months, and, like, all of a sudden, that little mask is heat. And the <laughs> the question, the bigger question of this podcast is going to be, like, what makes something heat? Yeah. Is it a design? Is it something uh, somebody is wearing? Is it the accessibility to it? Yeah. Is that what heat is? Uh, I think it's a little bit of all that stuff, and every once in a while, it's a perfect storm. Um, but that's what he is to me, man. It's just it's just what is what is dope out there, yeah. and what you see that kind of transcends just a normal product, right? You know, like can a bottle of bleach be heat? I mean, something tells me if you threw a Supreme label on it, it would not. There'd be people in line on a Thursday, on um, uh, in Soho, uh, wrapped around front. <laughs> trying I, to buy that bleach I'll and say that. i would be one of those <laughs> and i would would i would be one of You'd the oldest of the, people in yes life. i'll say this if supreme made bleach i feel like within two months we would just see a lot of bleaching accidents online <laughs> like it would just be a lot of people being like oh my skin oh my skin oh uh, my favorite shirt <laughs> i should have taken a I shot should, oh bleach. man why yeah why did i drink the supreme bleach <laughs> <laughs> Now, in this particular episode, we are going to be focusing on the concept of nostalgia. We're going to be talking to actor, writer, comedian, our best friend, Langston Kerman from projects like Insecure and The Boys. He has his own podcast called My Mama Told Me. We'll also be talking to, that's right, our other best friend, StockX senior economist, Jesse Einhorn, who is sitting right here next to us. And we're going to be trying to get to the bottom of how our memories of the past determine what's cool to us today. Now, nostalgia, uh, I would say, 
specifically through a StockX lens has really transformed what it used to mean, right? Like collecting things has always been around, but the accessibility to collecting things has not. Yeah. Right? You know, I'm not a big, I thought I wasn't a big tradings card guy. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> I found out I could get them. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. I'm a trading card guy. So yeah, yeah. and it's just like random, it's just like random players. It's like I want a Gary Sheffield card <laughs> when he played with the Braves <laughs> and I could find it. Um and also, of course, uh nostalgia for me begins and ends with sneakers. Yeah. That's how it started. For me, honestly, when I think about an old sneaker that really got me into it and the the shoe I really, really, really wanted when I was like, you know, fifth and sixth grade. And, you know, I would be walking down the hallway and there would be, uh, at least in Gwinnett County, Georgia, yeah, yeah. there would be a group of pretty young ladies yeah. also in the hallway. And the first thing they would do is look at your shoes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember that, Yasser, oh, but. Buddy. Of course I do. It yeah. ruined my life. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Uh, mine were a pair of um, uh, Air Max more up tempos. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Bull colorway, the the uh, the red with the kind of the the black patent leather air uh, across wrapped around the shoe, um, and I was just like, man, if I had those, maybe people would like me. <laughs> so that was the shoe for me that I was like, oh, I really like this thing. Yeah, yeah. And then of course we lived in the era of Jordan, right? Um, and there are even dope Reeboks then and yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a lot more scattered than it is now. Yeah. Um, but it was, like you said, like you get a Slam magazine. Yeah. And you see AI on the cover and he's got his new Reeboks on and you're like, man, yeah, man. I got to get them questions. Yeah. I got man, a question. Want, man. How can I afford these shoes? Because I got I a question. Couldn't. I got a question. Why don't you rap for me right now, AI? <laughs> Why don't you spit a little beautiful rap for me right now? You know he would have. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how much of it we could repeat on this podcast. Not but the first, like, heat, heat pair of young shoes I had were Sean Kemp Kamikaze. Oh, yeah. I remember those. But I think I was too young for me to understand how tight they were and for other kids to realize how tight they were. And then, you know, it went to everything. You know, I was skateboarding. It was Nike Dunks when, uh, you know, I got my first pair of Jordan 12s. That's but, such like, a great... Yeah, I mean, because for me, like when I think of a nostalgic pair of Jordans, like the yeah. first kind of, I think they were Space Jams probably. But oh. after that, I was 12 crazy. I yeah, yeah, loved yeah. the 12s. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, in terms of like being an adult and hitting that nostalgia, what what has gotten there, its hooks in you as of late? As of late, I got a pair of my, of my Holy Grails um for my birthday yeah um and that was uh the kobe grinch yeah um which um i've wanted since he wore them on christmas me and you both diehard laker fans yeah, yeah. big kobe bryant fans yeah. and ever since he had those shoes i've wanted them right they were impossible to get and then they weren't impossible to get and i was like i am getting them yeah like i have to have these yeah um, mine actually were uh, a delivery from you. Isaiah delivered me. Um, my my, you know. Uh, Wait, should we clear up? This is a new audience for us. I know, I know. So but we I'm clear up what yeah, delivering, yeah, yeah. what a delivering delivery, is. A delivery is when 
either you're going out of your way to get something and it's just not happening or it's just a surprise coming from someone else. But it's a flex on the other person that you're gifting. Yes. Like, so Isaiah, this, this is the context in which someone can be delivered. I, my number one shoe of all time is the uh, Royal Air Jordan one. I, I, I love them. Black and blue, it's a perfect shoe. I never pulled the trigger on him. And then one day, out of the blue, Isaiah delivers me. He's just like, they just show up to my house. Yep. Um, and uh, I was like, dang it. <laughs> this fool got me. I was actually mad. I was mad. It's a one-up. It's, it's a, a weird one-up. Yeah, yeah. And it's a way to get shoes for somebody uh, that makes it fun for you, but not fun for them. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually pretty brutal. So. How do you feel when you see somebody half your age wearing them? I'll say this. Kids are too rich now. It feels like every kid is rich. Am I tripping? Like, is every, every kid, kid is rich? Every kid, every kid is, is rich. rich. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Um, at least the ones I see. Yeah. It's really, it's really gotten to a boiling point. Today's this episode's special guest, a uh, very good friend of mine, um, truly one of the most, uh, this is going to sound so pretentious, but one of my favorite comedians, one of the most remarkable uh, minds in comedy today. Uh, I don't know and- him at all, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> this will be the test if, <laughs> if that intro was worth it. Uh, you've seen him on The Boys, uh, so you know he's handsome. Because he's, he's, he's also, I don't know if he stayed shredded uh, now in regular life, but uh, nope. you seen him on The Boys. You didn't? Oh, man. Head writer of Pause uh, with Sam J on HBO. Has his own show coming to Peacock called Bust Down. And he has his own podcast called My Mama Told Me. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, and every gender in between, make some noise for Langston Kerman. Yeah. Langston Kerman. Yeah. Langston Kerman. Now, how you doing? How you doing, little partner, little Wody? <laughs> that was a that was a weird transition from from what felt like Woody in Toy Story oh. into into some oh, New no, Orleans. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. This is a show about the Bayou. I don't know if they told you, so we say Wody. <laughs> What's another? I, I can't even think of another like New Orleans term right now. It's so sad, baby. Besides, Ba- baby, oh yeah. yeah, they call everybody yeah. baby. Baby, oh god, you they know rob you that? and call you baby, yeah. and it's yeah. like, what is this feeling, sir? <laughs> All right, big old Lang, Lil Lang, biggest Lang. You're from Chicago, Illinois, correct? I, I'm from fake Chicago. I'm from Oak Park, Illinois. I, I don't want to go on record and get Ooh. a bunch of people saying mean things to oh, me. Oh, buddy. Uh-uh. Now, man, I'm trying to think of, okay, how about this? In L.A. terms, what would an Oak Park be to an L.A.? Like, mm. if you had to, is it a Santa Monica? Uh, I, is it a Beverly Hills? Is it Sherman Oaks? Yeah, it'd, it'd probably be something like Sherman Oaks, where it's like, Nobody is gonna. Nobody who's not from here is gonna give a fuck. But the people who are, who are from here are really gonna care if you mess around and say I'm from L.A. You know? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Okay, interesting. You literally interesting. cross a street in my neighborhood, and you are on. You're in one of the worst neighborhoods in Chicago. But if you cross the other side, you're where Ernest Hemingway went to high school, and, <laughs> and that's you know. That's where we're at. So just to go on record, Langston is from Chicago. The bad part. Uh, Langston says, Derek, went to Derek Rose, went to Simeon High with Derek Rose. 
Um, yeah, he was doing all that. <laughs> he was doing the Chief Keef stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the he one who killed that. Benji. You know, I'm, I did it. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Well, you know, for two ignoramuses like us, we'll consider it Chicago. We're from Marietta, Georgia. Yeah. And like, we're the same way. So it's like people are like, you're from Atlanta. We're like, no, 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 no. We do not want to be uh. looped in with those <laughs> mongrels. Yeah. And it's like my aunt, our aunt was in Ellenwood, which is a way worse. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. where little Yachty's from. Wow. Yeah. Um, but like, it's it's where Silento, the, the watch me whip, watch me nay nay guy, <laughs> murdered his cousin. Like he murdered his cousin on our aunt's and our mom's street. Or it's where our mom used to right. live too. And like our mom used to take us there just to check us. Like this could be your life, but look what <laughs> oh, I'm providing for you. Yeah. This was yeah. like you're scared straight. But yeah, except mind, every weekend. Yeah, every weekend. <laughs> and also, it's not like we had an amazing life. That was the other thing. It's not like we were, like, rich and she was, like, remember. It was like we were doing fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. she would buy, like, she would buy, like, um, what were those things called? These, like, I, these, like, particular icy popsicles. Oh, sorbet bars from a dollar store mm-hmm. and be like, you guys just don't know. No one else is getting sorbet bars. I'm like, well, if they have a dollar, if they yeah. have a dollar, they can get yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> is, this is dollar fruit in the middle. This ain't, right. this ain't right. the, the best version of right, it. Yeah. Right. This, ain't, this ain't a plum. You know what I'm saying? This is some leftover pineapple chunks from a can of Dole. Also, you know mom, what, I mean? what is a plum? I'm, I'm desperate to find out. <laughs> okay, you're saying a stone fruit, but I don't know relatively to any okay anyway so that that's where we're from we're we're, we're from we were the poor kids in a very good high school yes. <laughs> like mm. you know what i mean like but also by miles we say all that we digress now as someone who came up in uh, chicago where you were born and raised forever and ever and ever you're born in the worst <laughs> hospital um you <laughs> you grew up in a very particular time in sneaker history and mm. and and I just in culture you grew yeah. up in a Michael Jordan time you grew up in you know one of the biggest sneaker icons of all time Oprah you grew up in Oprah's time <laughs> <laughs> like yeah what is the thing that kind of got you into sneakers and just like heat and that kind of that kind of stuff was it a pair of Jordans was it a starter jacket like what did you have your eye on when you were a kid that you're like man I'm, I really mess with this you know what's crazy is uh, Jordans were so uh, ubiquitous at the time, I think, and and so just everywhere that it wasn't Jordans that really like broke me into to sneakers. It was uh, a pair of Dennis Rodmans that I was like, Ooh. yo, wait a minute, I could be the weird one in this crew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody else is going to get Jordans. That's just a fact. We'll all yeah. trick our moms into buying us $150 shoes, which which, God damn it, they used to be $150. Which right. is so crazy. Like the, the there was those Rodmans with the sun tattoo yeah. on them, the like the white joints that I yeah. like desperately wanted and got my dad to buy. And it was like, oh, after that, I'm just gonna I'ma do that. I'ma always get something fucking crazy and yeah, buy yeah. It and go that way. So you were a Rodman head. I, I loved Rodman. I read his biography as a Bad kid. Bad as I wanna be. Oh my yeah. God. One of the I, illest oh, sorry, me and Zaya watched. I don't know if you remember, there was an ABC TV movie made about it. 
I do Dennis remember Rodman, that. Yeah, narrated it. Or like he did the interstitials. I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I I love that you brought that up because it, it had the uh, it had fake Madonna in it and they were yes. having their whole like sordid affair. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Scene. You can't forget <laughs> the headbutting scene. <laughs> I loved it because they they had they would always play the commercials. So there's two TV movies that were always playing. Uh, there was Dennis Rodman, Bad as I Want to Be, and of course Jackson's An American Dream. Yes, um, the, you know the story of Michael Jackson, everyone and his family. Also, but. great headbutting scene. Oh, oh my oh, god! Great TV oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> fellas, it's the pilot. We got to go in. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Um, but they used to do, they used to show the commercial for the Dennis Rodman movie and it was just the guy who, I, I, I need, now I need to find out who played him. Right. But it was the guy in the commercial dressed as Dennis Rodman screaming at his mom and he was just going, <laughs> this is me. That's it. And he was like showing her that dolphin tattoo and like, keep in mind now, like people literally have guns tattooed under their eyes, but he got a tattoo of a dolphin of people were like, yeah, kill him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I I still remember, you know, he he married himself in the middle of Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it he just was was such an innovator when it came to weirdo shit in a way that uh that that took us years to make peace with and also (laughs) should make us feel ashamed that we were so mean. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What was otherwise pretty reasonable behavior for an adult man with that much money. Yeah. He was like one of those people where it's like, he was like, I'm going to wear a wedding dress. And people are like, are you going to marry a dog next? Why are we jumping to that? Yeah, yeah. Why do you always <laughs> jump to marrying your dog? Also, objectively, black people aren't going to be the people that marry dogs. No. And they always make it seem like, anyway, yeah. I digress. We're now, not even kissing yet. We ain't, yeah, no, no, we ain't no. ready to marry you. Here's the thing that I think about a lot where I'm like, like, I, I think about animals a lot when I'm at a restaurant because I'm like, how crazy would it be if you were walking through the woods and then you saw a bunch of wolves having like a wolf restaurant? <laughs> like, they were just like communing and like eating a deer, but like fancifully, like sure. not just like all just like manging on it, but like instead like very properly like barking. It's coming out in courses. It's like, yeah. it's like, the one too. It's like going to a knockout. <laughs> Except for it a wall. Is a weird thing. There are those there are those like wild dogs in Russia that have like learned to ride the train. Yeah, like they, I like that though. Yeah. Uh, that's tight. Be like, all Hell right, yeah. I'm getting off at six. That's what <laughs> Me back here later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll say uh when the sun is at its highest place in the sky. <laughs> all right, wait, Lang. Are you like a now we we've talked about your shoes, but like are you someone who considers themselves nostalgia heavy? Like you are a very successful young black king. Mm. Now, with all this money that's coming in, you're, you know, just for those of you that don't know, uh, here's Langston's home address and he has $4 million <laughs> cash in a safe. Uh, he, li- <laughs> he lives off 4322 La Brea. Um, now, you have all that money in your house and it's just, you know, people can come in and get it whenever they want. Sure. Uh, are you using, are you using any of that money to like, are you someone who like makes up for childhood? Are you like, oh, you know, Isaiah earlier was talking about like a starter jacket. Is there is there anything that has a particular piece, like a, a particular nostalgic hold on you that you're like, as an adult, I need to get this. I want this. I haven't yet. I I, I do think 
it's it's less about uh like particular items and more about like uh like being a little more frivolous with the my money than I I was able to be as a kid. My dad sure. it was like a super cheap guy. And so I there was a spot called Venture in in Chicago which essentially was Kmart but in black and white like their their <laughs> emblem was entirely black and white and it was a V with like zebra stripes and shit and that's where he would take me to buy all my clothes all my shoes until a certain point and so now it it took years for me to uncook that like oh some $300 dunks is not going to that's not going to destroy my my house oh, and yeah. home that I can right. afford that and be be happy so like it's more of just like letting letting loose when i see something i like you know what i mean yeah what is the uh what is the last let loose oh uh <laughs> I'm not proud of this at all. Yesterday, I bought a uh, a Coors Light sweatshirt. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I that... was like, "This is fucking cool," and I really like it. And it was like a hundred dollars. I'm buying this Coors Light sweatshirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is the last like retro? The last what it was the last piece of like nostalgia? And it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be like sneakers, but like, is there like a fit thing you bought? Is there like a collectible that you bought uh, from your childhood, a comic book, a card, whatever, like something that you're mm. like, I I never got the chance to buy this because my dad made a shop um, in garbage bags that were left outside of the mall. Um, <laughs> is there <laughs> is there is there anything in particular? that you're that is like is there something out there still would you say yeah that's that i think like there's i have a better answer you. to that i yes. i desperately as a child wanted uh those those grant hill uh the the fila joints that uh he he had and i'm i'm going to get some i desperately want them i wanted them as a child i was told it was impossible and i fucking i still love them i think they're still so cool they're restocking those. They're coming out Are they? again. Yeah, they're yeah, coming out again. For his like, anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a shot. Yeah, they're coming Whoa. out at the end of this year, I believe. For so. him and to me his anniversary? They're, they're yep, going to restock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, this has nothing to do with basketball. We're just so in love. Fila nostalgia <laughs> is, it's something, Fila's coming back hard. You know? oh, yeah, yeah. Fila's coming back real hard. It's, it's kind of cool to see uh, because for the longest time, people are just into the actual massive brand of it all and if it wasn't off-white if it wasn't a yeezy uh 350 that was old or even like a yeezy nike people weren't messing with it yeah but now i feel like it's it's that weird thing where like you know when when bell bottoms were back when we were kids like these this is our fila is our bell bottoms <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> i will say this you know uh me and langston uh uh, live near each other in LA again. His address is forty three twenty two La Brea. <laughs> he has four million dollars cash in his house. You go in there, and I leave it. the safe open. He leaves the safe open. He has no weapons, and he's and a, small. A, a small dog as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if anything, there's going to be yeah, a small dog. A small in there. dog that relies on him. So just go on in there and take what you want. Um, I say all that to say, LA and New York styles. Uh, you know, we're in New York right now. Have just are just so vastly different right yeah. now. Like mm -hmm. in New York, and I don't know why it makes me laugh, but I've seen seven dudes wearing platform Fila disruptors. Wow. Yeah. Like just like just rocking them. And I was like, this 
And look, I I hope it doesn't come off as anti-woke, but I was like, you do look like the Spice Girls manager or something. Like, why? <laughs> like, that is a, that's just a crazy look. Because the thing is, like, I like when dudes just go nuts and have, like, very thin sunglasses and, like, no shirt and a vest. And, like, yeah, but yeah. it's like a, you know, just like a regular dude wearing, like, a basketball jersey and then, like, very baggy, like matching shorts, and then just feel a platform. I, I do think that that's sort of the wild thing with like fashion and style is that like we're we're all picking up items, right? But it doesn't mean that somebody teaches you how to use said item. It's not. <laughs> right. You're just putting, right. so you saw a Playboy Cardi video he had on platform shoes <laughs> yeah. and you were like, I'm going to wear some platform shoes too, but yeah. you still have on like Jerbo jeans and it's right, not, yeah. the vibe is off, bro. Like right. where are we at? <laughs> it is funny. It's just like see a, a banker like in a full J crew fit and then just some beautiful platform Fila disruptors. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Now, Lang, we're going to have to wrap this up. You've already said. Your major purchase was the Coors Light sweatshirt, yes. but the thing that you haven't <laughs> the thing that you haven't done yet was remind us. Oh, the Grant Hills. That's Grant right. Hills. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else on on the market right now that you're just that you're just into? Is there is there a, a particular retro dunk? A, a, I know you don't like Jordans. Uh, you hate them. As a matter of fact, you said earlier that you wish you could punch <laughs> Michael Jordan in the face. Uh, you were very active. Uh, I, in, listen, in not a that. fan, but fuck them kids. I love that phrase. <laughs> you know? If you yeah. can bring that you back. Can, you can hate the man, but love the message. Hey, he's a poet. Yeah. The yeah. man's a poet. <laughs> I, I, I really love that low top uh, dunks are, are sort of like back being the wave. And so mm-hmm. I, I just bought some of those uh, UNLV joints. Ooh. Uh, and I, I love those. And I'm going to get I want to get some of the Michigan State ones. Um, yeah. I think those are super hard. Yeah, because you're just yeah. a co- you just uh, no matter what you just love college like you. you ah, goddamn, like, I, I love college. Oh man, I wish I could just go back. You're like Asher Roth. You're like a, you're like a white Asher Roth. Asher Roth. <laughs> Good morning, Asher Roth. Yeah, your name's on the internet today. Congratulations. He hasn't heard that in a while. He cuts a Asher Roth like eating a plain yogurt, just being like, "What? <laughs> Somebody talking about me? <laughs> I, I imagine him popping out of bed that's covered in a bunch of demo CDs <laughs> and they scatter. He hears his name. He pops up and they're they crying and they're clanging yeah. everywhere. Interesting. So yeah, CDs, he doesn't just upload it to, no, no, he's Asheroth's the CD guy. Oh, okay. y'all know. Oh, Asheroth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all Good know. Asheroth like that. I know. Asheroth. I know Asheroth. <laughs> um, all right. Langston, we gave you so many of your credits up top. Is there anything else that you, you want to log out with in particular? No, uh, you, I, wanna... you got what, what a wonderful introduction. Uh, and, and yeah, listen to my podcast. My mama told me it, it comes out every Tuesday on, I don't know. I heart and, and <laughs> big money players. That's what they tell me. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah. Just just listen to it on the internet, you idiots. Yeah. Just <laughs> Google Langston. Uh, go to his uh, comments on Instagram. Let him know what you think about his looks. Uh, and I, I would I would say yeah. And then follow his wife. Uh, make sure that you <laughs> follow my wife. Please. Yeah, follow, follow his wife on Instagram. Be like, Send her some I came messages. Here, yeah, I came here for the Lang content, you know, stuff like that. Things that she would she would appreciate. Yeah. You know? 
Um, tell <laughs> tell her that uh, Langston is carrying their relationship. You know, things that things that a, a partner loves to hear. You know. Um, all right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Link. For real. Thanks for, for real, man. You're great. By. This Thank was you. fun, man. Um, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Hell yeah. Welcome to StockX, the only live marketplace for what's now and next. From the most historic heat to the latest instant classics, StockX specializes in giving everyone access to what they want and love. With StockX, you have the power to shop millions of hard-to-find or sold-out products at their true market value. And thanks to StockX's live marketplace, you have the ability to instantly shop the latest and greatest. Download the app or sign up online to start buying and selling in a few easy clicks. That's right. You can use the code HISTORYHEAT for free shipping on your first purchase of any order of $240 or more. Start shopping at StockX.com. Access the now. And talking about uh, nostalgia and talking about heat and the heat of nostalgia, uh, we kind of want to dig into this through the lens of... uh, not just sneakers now, but sneakers then. So we've actually brought in Isaiah, a very special guest. Can you believe I pulled this off? Me alone by myself? Can you believe who I'm about to introduce? I don't think anybody believes that you did it by yourself. I did. I absolutely did. It was actually only me. I showed up to his house at 3 a.m. and I kicked down his door and I said, you, you come be on our podcast. And he said, hey, man, who are you? <laughs> and I said, my name is Yasser Lester. I'm hosting a podcast with my brother. Would you like to be on it? And he said, yes. Everyone here is StockX's Jesse Einhorn. Yeah. Nice yeah. Good to be here. Good to be here. What's up, Big J? How you doing? How you feeling? How you I'm loving? good. I'm good. It's good. It's good to be in the in the studio with you guys. And, you know, some will call it the dungeon. Yes. The Williamsburg <laughs> headgum dungeon. <laughs> Not us, but go ahead. So uh, this is the price of hype. This is a segment we'll do each week with our boy Jesse. He's going to tell us. Uh, what's really going on out there in the market and how it's kind of fluctuating and whatnot. First of all, I want to ask you, Jesse, what exactly does the senior economist at StockX do? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I joined StockX in, in 2017 and like I, my job basically is like, just like look at the data all day and kind of just like figure out what's going on in the market. Like some of these like CNBC guys, like Jim Cramer, the really aggressive people who like yell at you about like Tesla stock. I get to do that, but about like sneakers oh, and cool. like cause figures and stuff, which is, which is cool. It's a job that didn't really exist before. Obviously I didn't, they never <laughs> talked about it on career day or anything, but um, it just kind of happened because we have this, you know, big global market. And and there actually is like a lot of interesting stuff that happens. The data itself is like really fascinating. And so there's always people interested in like, you know, like what's hot, what's not, like what brands are, are blowing up, which ones are cooling down. And so I get to kind of be the person who at least like looks at the numbers and in a really nerdy way, you know, tries to quantify that. Well, okay. So like for the sake of argument, you know, if we're discussing nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, so I want to get into something uh, that I you know, definitely affects prices because we've seen it before. But like when uh, a shoe is retroed and or re-released, right? Uh, you know, like we'll say a Jordan one Chicago or like or, or like a more interesting thing, like a Jordan 11 Space Jam, right? Like you have the OG, but then when they retroed them, they actually changed the shoe a little bit. Like yeah. how in in both cases, like when they, you, you know, when they retro a bread, um, but they like change something on the tongue. How much does that like affect the price of the original or just, you know, uh, one restock before that for like a Space Jam? Does it 
does it plummet things? Does it raise the prices? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting, right? Because the, the, these sneakers are often indistinguishable. And yet, like, people seem to really care about these original details. I mean, a really clear example is like the Jordan 3 Black Cement when they changed mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the logo. And when they went from the Nike Air, the Jumpman, or when we went to Jumpman back to the Nike Air. And like the, the Nike Air, which I believe is the original, right? Like that is, you know, considered the real logo. And that Black Cement 3 is like trades in, you know, much, much higher quantity than than any other of these Jordan 3 Black Cements that we have. It's one of the most popular sneakers in history. And it's like these little details really matter or like the Space Jam, obviously, you know, is like, um, you know, we were looking recently at like Jordan 11 premiums, like which Jordan 11 colorways have the highest price premiums. And the Space Jam has has by far the most the highest price premium, which means it sells for the most above retail, which is, again, sort of like how much people care about these these tiny little details from the 90s. And what's kind of crazy about it is that like the the kids that shop on StockX, like if you look at our demographic data, it's like the majority of kids that shop on StockX are like under the age of twenty five. Like they're very young, yeah. God. and they weren't they it weren't is like killing me. <laughs> they weren't like a, they weren't like around right when Jordan played. So it's right. like, why do they care so much about these 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 details? Like it's this. I don't know. It's it's honestly kind of like an open question. I don't know if you guys have any theories. I wasn't. It's like if somebody were to have like a classic vintage. 1964 Mustang and then somebody had a version of it that was practically the same but a little different. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are even under 25 that would want the classic right. Mustang because at the end of the day it's like you know, there is the there is the OG and then there's one that is not. And if you if you're a sneakerhead then you understand what kind of uh impact being an OG colorway has. Yeah. And it's I think it's just a little bit if, if anything it's like good for them because they understand the history of the shoe. Um, and I think that's what it comes back to, but it is funny. Like I did not know that like there, like, because like, again, mine is all tied to, it's all tied to nostalgia and whether it was the Kobe Grinch from what was it? 2016 or like the Kobe Grinch from last year, I wanted a pair of Grinches. I didn't really care if it was OG or not, Yeah, but there are people who very much do. Yeah, And I, I think the idea of like, Especially as somebody who's never seen Jordan play being like, no, I got to get these. The 45 on the back. I don't like the 45 on the back. I want the 23 on the back. Yeah. You know, like I really, only fuck with OG colorways because yeah. like I don't want to, you know, yeah. right. I, wouldn't, I don't want to wear anything that, that that Jordan himself didn't wear on the court. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, that's that's the wild part of it. I think there's also like, I mean, I do think there's probably like something to be said for just this, this, this mediated nostalgia too, where it's like the kids maybe they weren't around when Jordan hit that shot or whatever, but they, they watched it on YouTube or, or like I was right. watching, I was watching George of the jungle the other day, which kind of randomly. And, you know, like, you know, that movie came out in the nineties, but I'm sure there are kids who watched it, you know, whatever, like there are 20 year olds now who watched it, right. you know, when they were, when they were eight or nine, just like 10 years ago. And when, you know, he puts on those like up tempos, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like Brendan Fraser puts on these up tempos and he like, you know, just like runs yeah. to save the girl, Leslie Mann. Right. And it's like, you know, some kid somewhere probably watched that movie even 10 years ago. And for them, that sneaker is iconic and has this like nostalgic, right? Um, you know, they have this connection to it, even though they weren't there when it actually released or when the movie released. And the same way, like they watched Jordan clips on YouTube or like they just remember the first time they saw Jordan hit that shot, even if it wasn't in real time. So like there's probably something to that, too, where like there's certain like cultural artifacts just like it's they just like recur throughout time and they like hit the same you know they like each each successive generation has the same kind of experience with it and it like it imprints their soul in the way that you know imprinted right, our soul in right. the 90s and then they have to have that product right like they like they see it and they're like oh i remember i remember like you know watching that and now i have to have it and that generates heat 
Yeah, yeah that's very true. It's like, it's funny because uh, they came out with this Do the Right Thing, Jordan 4s. And I was out, I was just in Soho walking around and I saw a kid who looked like he was 13 wearing them. Yeah. And it's like, you're wearing shoes from the Spike Lee movie, Do the Right Thing, <laughs> that you weren't even close to being alive right, yeah, for. Yeah. You know, but it is, it is like you said, it's like watching those clips and the accessibility to those clips and all that footage and being like, oh, when, when he hit the shot, he was wearing these shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or when he made this dirty dunk or like, even now, like I can remember always wanting shattered backboards, but now you can see the clips of him playing in that tournament in Italy, right? which I'd never seen before. I just wanted the shoe. Which honestly, like maybe it's even a stronger connection now because it's like, I don't remember when I watched those shitty 90 broadcasts, like I couldn't see anything. Right. It was like, I mean, I'm dating myself, but I I did watch them in real time. And it was like, it was a, wasn't like I could see every detail of the shoe. I certainly couldn't see what logo was on the back of the, you know what I mean? Like the really small details. So like maybe, I don't know, maybe they're, maybe the kids now who are 20 who are having that experience on YouTube have an even more like authentic and real connection to those things because they're looking like watching high def. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> that is so funny. Very um, interesting. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we've, we've taken a philosophical that, I also turn. think just like really quick and then we'll move on. But like, I just think that the brand itself has just become a ubiquitous thing in the same way yeah. that you you know, like it, this sounds maybe too corny or too, you know, whatever luxurious, but it's like the way that like people want an OG brown and tan Louis Vuitton bag versus like one of the spring colors. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you don't even like with Jordan in particular, it's like it's again, it's so steeped in culture that yeah. like everyone kind of knows like black, white and red means Chicago Bulls means Jordan OG. Like, you know what I'm right, saying? Like, yeah. I, I just think it's a it's a little bit of a of a different thing. But like uh, now say all that to say, like, what do you think? Do you have any predictions just from like looking at the the trends on the app, like of, of any brands making a comeback or any styles making a comeback outside of like, I don't know, like women are wearing like low rise jeans again. But like for like just the consumer, like, is there anything you're like, yo, you may want to be on the lookout for this? Um, I think another interesting one, you know, in terms of in terms of like what's going to be hot is like trading cards. I know you mentioned before. Yes. Um, trading cards. And I'm fascinated by this because it was like a growing up in I grew up in like small town in Maine. And there was like one traffic light, 5,000 people. And they were, this was in the 90s. And there were three hobby shops, three trading card stores. Like trading cards were that big in that the 90s. Wild. And then they just disappeared. Yes. Right? They completely disappeared. And there's like a lot of stories around that. And we can get into that maybe in, a, in, a, in another episode. But the point is like they were gone. And now they're kind of coming back. And it's like super exciting to me because they were, this was something I was like obsessed with when I was, when I was a kid. And then it kind of like just disappeared from my life for 20 years. Uh, and now, and now they're kind of back. And so I think, you know, this year is going to be big for trading cards. We recently added them to StockX. So you, yes. can, you can buy wax, you can buy single cards. Um, you can buy Pokemon cards if that's what you're into, Magic Gathering, whatever. But these trading cards, I think that's another thing that's just going to like com- continue to continue to blow up. It already has, and it's becoming a bigger part of the culture. And it'll be interesting to see if it reaches the kind of cultural relevance of, say, sneakers. Like you're already seeing a lot of the same people. Like you know, it's like whether it's like Steve Aoki or Justin Bieber, like the the, the people that you know, the sneakerhead influencers are also becoming trading card influencers. Uh, and so that'll be another interesting one. And I think that's going to be like a big nostalgia play going forward. Yeah, because doesn't like Logan Paul wear like a very expensive Pokemon yeah, card yeah. around his neck? Yeah. I do low-key think that's a cool flex. I thought it was a cool flex yeah, as well. It, it was. Yeah. 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 It was a cool, like I did, like I'm not a Logan Paul guy. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
when he did that, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's that's that is that is flexing some heat in a way that I've not really right. seen before. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm I, it's so funny because my friend a couple years ago was like uh, super into it. And I remember last year he was freaking out because he goes, I got Shohei Otani's rookie yeah. card. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. And then now he's it's like worth an insane amount of yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because Shohei Otani is the man. Right, right. Um, and I started getting into it. I bought a Trey Lance rookie card yeah. pretty recently. I was so excited that I showed yeah. um, our friend Robbie Slowick's wife, Casey, yeah. at at breakfast. <laughs> it's also a big 49ers fan. But I, uh, I'm i into it. I'm, I'm kind of – I'm not all in like I am on sneakers yet. Yeah. But I'm going to – it's become, again, like you said, it's a nostalgia thing for me where I'm like, if I can get somebody's rookie card, if I, I can get – if I can get an old King Griffey Jr. card, you see a lot of companies too, like Undefeated, yeah. uh, Hundreds. There are all sorts hundreds. of companies yeah. collabing and making these cards now, which yeah. I just think is really cool. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it too. It's like I, you know, I think like that kind of history. I mean, trading cards go back as far as sneakers. I mean, they they start in the literally 19th century. Like they put them in packs of cigarettes and they start right. putting them in bubble yeah. gum. They're like a rich part of our history. And like personally. I mean, you know, no, no shade to NFTs and all this kind of newfangled, these newfangled collectibles. But like, I just think it's kind of cool if like, if, if, if our culture continues to, to value and covet these, these things that have been around for a long time, it's like, there's not a lot of our history that we hold on to, right? Like, right, um, right. you know, consumerism and, 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 and capitalism like washes a lot of that away. But like the fact that these like, you know, little pieces of cardboard, which were relevant to, you know, people 150 years ago are still relevant now. I don't know. I think that's just kind of cool. Oh, like, a, awesome. like a social level. NFT, newfangled trading. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here uh-huh. first. All right. So we are going to do a little lightning round here. We're going to turn the tables. I'm going to be asking you questions. So a little, little role reversal for you guys. Uh, and it's like when uh, I go to court. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like court. <laughs> talking about nostalgia, being talking about sneakers. We've been talking about, you know, how big this market is. Uh, the first question. So how many Gen Zers would you say, let's say Gen Z men, self-identify as sneakerheads today? And that means that they have at least eight pairs of sneakers and they will buy another eight pairs in the year to come. I'm going to say hmm. 35 self-identify as a sneakerhead i feel like i'm gonna go like 80 (laughs) percent close isaiah wins that round easily it's like 32 percent uh what 32 percent which is honestly pretty high it is high that's a lot of people yeah yeah. sneakerhead when like you know when it was like mars black and like just like you know a few decades ago no one was a sneaker right right like you know it was like being like into like punk rock or something right you know Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think 32 is still a pretty impressive. How many, just real quick, like how many do you think, how many women in Gen Z self-identify as sneakerheads? Because that was just the, that was just the boat. That was just the men. That's just dudes. That was just, that just, dudes. Was just dudes. 20%? Okay. Damn. You're really good at this. Yeah, 22%. You're always off by like 2%, which is kind of interesting. I'm, oh, I, have, I have my finger on the pulse. Okay. <laughs> Okay, this everything. <laughs> you just talking to Gen Zers all day? Yeah, Always talking to Gen, 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 Zers. Gen Zers. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, hey, are you a sneakerhead? <laughs> Man on the street. Uh, okay, so this is yeah, my like school, a, sir. Where a sneaker question? We were, <laughs> we were talking earlier about how you know, like people are obsessed with with OG colorways and, and OG sneakers and how much they're willing to pay. So, how much would you say an OG Jordan One Chicago on Stack is, StockX is going for? Now, this isn't like a game worn, like you know autograph sneaker. This is just like the sneaker that released in 1985. How much is it going for? 
right now? You know what? I'll say fifty thousand. I'll say fifty thousand dollars. Okay. I will say, I'll say twelve grand. Interesting. Right, right between you guys, twenty five thousand dollars. Oh man. Oh. But wow. here's an interesting question: What was it going for before the last dance? Like, what was the the last sale before the last dance? Which was the you oh, know, ESPN interesting. She's like, how much has it gone up? See, then I would go with Zaya's. Then I would go the twelve. I was gonna say. 000. I was gonna say nine. So this is what's wild, man. Three thousand dollars. What? It went from three thousand dollars. Yes. Yes. On StockX, it went from three thousand. It's just funny because it's like before. Is it before the documentary? People people didn't remember that he was a basketball player. <laughs> that he was the best basketball player ever to live. Right, <laughs> it's yeah. just crazy. Like, oh yeah. Jordan, I remember that guy. I mean, it's like first of all, yeah. let's all right. let's all acknowledge like three thousand dollars is is a lot for a sneaker, but it is pretty wild that it went up, you know, like almost ten x because right. of this documentary. Right. A- again, in relation to like looking at Travis Scott dunks, which I feel like, or even just like the fragment one lows that he did. I feel like those are like $1,700 now or something crazy. So it's like that doesn't – like 3000 feels uh, – while, while I'm not saying that it's not a lot of money, of course it is, but relative to what things go for that are new, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that really have no other legacy, Yeah, $3,000 for a piece of history – that's like being like, oh, yeah, you can get a piece of the Constitution for like, I don't know, 40 bucks. You'd be like, what? The yeah. Constitution? Like, yeah, it means nothing. <laughs> we also sell the Constitution on StockX. So check it out. It's in, our, Whoa, it's in the Constitution section. Wow. Okay, cool. The historical yeah. documents category page. All right. So also in this theme of nostalgia, uh, we also are, we've recently added like Lego sets to StockX. You probably guys don't know oh. this because you're not as deep in the weeds. You don't work there like I do every day. But Lego sets are now on the on the platform. What's the most people pay for Lego sets, do you think? Oh, man. I feel like here, here's my thing. I, I'm going to go. So, I'm going to get so specific with this. But I feel like there are like Harry Potter Lego sets that adults would pay a lot of money for. Like Harry Potter adults. So I'm going right. to say like I'm going to I'm going to go two grand. Okay. See, for and a Harry I, Potter I going with, Lego set. I, we're on the same wavelength because I was like, I'm sure there's like a Millennium Falcon set um, or something Star Wars of the like, or again, very specific to a film franchise or something, right? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe like a weird Transformer Optimus Prime thing that you can build. You said two, Zaya? 2K? I said 2K. Uh, actually, I'm going to go three thousand dollars. I feel like someone would be willing to pay three thousand dollars. All right, both both a little bit over. It's thirteen fifty. Oh, right man. now we got a thirteen fifty. Uh, that's the lowest ask at least. What and is there was it? A, and there was one that went for for twelve hundred, but right now the lowest ask is thirteen fifty. Uh, it's a Lego Creator Imperial flagship set. It's like a boat. Oh, yeah, people wow. love this boat. But, I I heard Imperial and I was like Star Wars. All right, no, it's actually not. It's not Star Wars. <laughs> That's it's, pretty su- surprising. The, huh. the Star Wars is the third most expensive that Destroyer set, and then there's a Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. that that's at like eleven hundred. Oh, Pirates right now. of the Caribbean. So that's another big one too. People love their Pirates of the Caribbean. Before we wrap all this up, Isaiah Lester, my brother. What do you think? We, we've been talking about nostalgia mostly. Jesse hit on, you know, some some forecasting in terms of trading cars. Uh, do you see anything in the future in in terms of uh, uh, of what's going to be hitting in terms of heat? Heat? Just, just heat in general? Yeah. I mean, of course, it's like 
they're the usual suspects in my opinion like travis scott he's coming out with a air max one i believe in december um i think that's gonna go crazy the supreme uh there's gonna be another supreme collab I think they're Jordans this time, but they have kind of the same look and vibe as the the SB Dunks, okay. which I am desperate to get my hands on. <laughs> that green pair of Dunks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I see a lot of I see those two things being in terms of shoes being absolutely absolutely massive. I think um, some retro Lebrons as well. I know Lebron. I believe the eights are coming back hard. Those yeah. always do well on the market. Um, I think those kind of shoes, they're going to do better than his actual new shoes. That's a whole different yeah, topic for a whole yeah, different yeah. day. Oh because, my God. Ooh, those are bad. Ooh, but uh, but I think in, in terms of shoes and sneakers, that's what I can see really come coming back or, or not coming back, but like uh, upcoming being very uh, coveted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would be those. Would be yeah, those. Yeah. And, and also those Sakai, you know, another pair I love is the Sakai Waffle Cause collab that oh, is yeah, yet yeah, to drop. Yeah, those, yeah. those are just beautiful shoes. Yeah. Um, I weirdly, even though it's so ubiquitous right now, culturally, I think that like, I would tell people and I, I can't remember, Jesse, if StockX, are they, uh, do you guys deal in comic books yet or no? Yeah, we do actually. Okay. Like that is what I'm telling everyone to start putting their money into. It's weirdly because the the film industry of it has gotten so big yeah. that people are really searching out the source the material. The source stuff, again. yeah. So like I, I would say, you know, uh, and, and get the things that aren't out yet. Like there hasn't been an X-Men movie in a while. Get some X-Men stuff before it drops, you know. Uh right now there's a new Batman coming out. Get a ba- you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, get the, get the things. Hard. Yeah. Also get the things that are important to you clearly, but like if you're in it for the money, which everyone is at some <laughs> in some way. I mean, uh, I don't know if I can say this, but I would invest in some Armor War comic books because I think <laughs> whatever's coming out with Armor Wars is going to be huge. Look out for some Armor Wars stuff. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the inaugural, very (laughs) first episode of History of Heat. Uh, We want to thank our guest, uh, Jesse Einhorn, our best friend, Uh, Langston Kerman, third best friend. Again, his address is 4322 La Brea. You can just walk into his house, take whatever you want. Um, I want to thank my host with the most, Isaiah Lester. I like to thank you, man. Thanks, hey, for, man. Thanks for making the trip. Hey, <laughs> thanks for making the trip. Hey, man. Thanks so much, man. All right, we'll uh, catch you guys next time, which is uh, not not the Thursday coming up, but the Thursday after that, and then it'll be every other Thursday. Every other Thursday, just because we like to keep you on your toes. That's Chris Rock saying it. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> you know, keep it. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye. was a HeadGum original.